Welcome to Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. This is episode number one. On this episode, I'm going to introduce myself, the host, Mike O'Kelly, talk about surviving outside sales, where the idea came from, what the community is about, and how you can get involved. If you like what you hear and you want to see more episodes and listen to more episodes, click the subscribe button, shoot a like, and give me a comment. I'd love to hear your feedback. Now, let's get to it. On with the show. Intro. The Surviving Outside Sales Podcast, hosted by Mike O'Kelly, presented by Rhythm AI. The goal is to get in, dominate, then get out. Surviving Outside Sales, now on with the show. Welcome to the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast. My name is Mike O'Kelly. I'm going to be the host of the Surviving Outside Sales Podcast, but I can't do it alone. I have a team I'd like to introduce you to, my business partner, and the co-creator of Surviving Outside Sales is Justin Lohman. Now, a two-person podcast doesn't necessarily work as well, so I'm going to be spearheading the podcast, and Justin will drop in from time to time. In fact, he will be the first guest on the next episode of the Surviving Outside Sales podcast. You're going to get to know him. He's an absolutely fantastic uh, guy, great salesperson, one of the best I have ever met, and he has really sharpened my sales ability, and we're going to pass all of his great knowledge on to you, the listener as well. The Surviving Outside Sales community. Surviving Outside Sales is a community that Justin and I created several years ago. We started talking about what salespeople really need. And what salespeople really needed was great technology and tools for them when they're in the field, but there also needed to be something on the training aspect. And that was something that we felt was very lacking. This outside sales world really has become, if this person has relationships, then they know what they're doing. And there's a fundamental flaw in that thought process. Yes, relationships are extremely important, but you need to have sales training. I can tell you this, at the last four sales jobs that I accepted before I started creating my own, I was never asked what type of training had I gone through. And my first couple of positions, that was a question that was asked. What type of training did you go through? Now, I don't know if that's because I'm older, I'm more experienced, and the recruiters or the hiring managers believe that it is a waste of time to ask that type of question. Or maybe they just don't care. Well, Justin and I thought about that. We pondered on it. And what we came to a conclusion after speaking with a lot of people younger than us, that that's no longer a question. Nobody's asking about the type of training or the sales methodology or the process. And we feel like that's an issue. That's a problem. And so we want to come up with solutions. It's one thing just to say, oh, there's a problem in the outside sales world and go about your day. We're not those type of guys. I know I'm not. And this might ruffle a little bit of feathers in the sales world. Okay, great. I think the sales world, especially the outside sales world, is ripe for having its uh, feathers ruffled and say some uncomfortable things instead of the platitudes that have filled the industry, say, for the last five to 10 years. And it's getting back to the heart of it. It's the training. It is the process. It is the why. It's not just running out and regurgitating talking points that your company has rammed down your throat. 
I worked for a company at one point where I was told to hold the sales piece or sales aid, whatever you'd like to call it, at a 45 degree angle. And with my free hand, I was supposed to take a pen and point to what I was reading to a doctor from the sales piece, as if the doctor either A, could not comprehend what I was saying, or B, was too dumb and needed me to guide him or her through the reading. Completely patronizing. And what do you know? That company went out of business. And I had the audacity to ask the question on the first day, is this the best that we can do? I'll be honest, in my younger days, I did not have the tact or the stealth, or maybe I still don't have that. I don't know. But I was, I'm very blunt and I just ask questions and those questions can be uncomfortable. Why? Why is this being done? Is there some way we can get better? I'm always searching for better. And I will tell you this, if you're listening right now, thank you, by the way, but you're going to realize that I've accomplished a lot in my sales career, but I am not the best salesperson in the world. So if you're, if you're hoping to hear from the best salesperson in the world, you will, because I'm going to bring them on the podcast. But what you're going to get is a, is somebody who knows how to build systems. That is what I believe I've been able to do. And I've turned around every single territory that I have come into and been given an opportunity to do so. So I'm going to talk to, talk to you about that. I've taken some hard cases. There was a point in my career where I looked for failing territories because I knew that they would succeed with my process and my system. Was it the easy route? No, (laughs) it definitely was not. Was it the most profitable route? Absolutely not. I turned down opportunities and I turned down interviews with very lucrative positions. In fact, there was a job that I left for less money, a job that was great. It was a great job. It was an easy job. I had built up the territory to the point where it was almost on cruise control, but I left for less guaranteed money. And the reason why was because I wanted to get into a certain industry and I wanted to challenge myself. I wasn't challenged anymore. And I saw the stagnation that was happening because I wasn't given the tools necessary to take to the next level. But the number in my territory that I was told when I started was the ceiling. You're never going to get more than this. I almost quadrupled it. So that is what you're going to get from me. You're going to get a very honest discussion, no fluff, a little rough around the edges, little ADD maybe, but it's going to be real. There's no platitudes, but what you will get is superior system building because I believe that everything is about a process and about a system, a process that's consistent, a process that's efficient, a process that's repeatable. And so what I'd hope to do is to teach all the individuals that are listening that process. So thank you for taking this ride. And I hope you go a little bit further. So let's talk about surviving outside sales. As I mentioned before, my partner and I discussed how we believed that there was a lot missing in the sales industry. And so we decided to take a unique angle and think to ourselves, okay, well, let's, let's talk about what really are the phases of the sales industry. Full disclosure, my dad was in pharmaceutical sales for almost 30 years. And one of the pieces of advice that he gave me was 
do not carry a bag into your 60s. I'll repeat that. Do not carry a bag into your 60s. That is what my dad did. And this was not a father trying to teach his children, especially in this case, his son, to do something better, to achieve a higher level than the previous generation, because that's really the goal of parents. So the kids to do better than the parents. I am a father to two young daughters. And so I'm going down that journey right now. They're very young, but as they, as they're going to age, I'm going to want more for them than I had. I think that's natural. But what he was saying was it's a miserable life. My dad lived in an era where he had a pension and he worked for virtually the same company. They were absorbed, but he worked for the same company for more than 25 years. That doesn't happen anymore. Companies get bought out. They move around. You get promised a bill of goods from a hiring manager or a a manager that tells you, oh, this is the greatest job in the world. And they dangle that base salary or that commission structure in front of you. And then you take the job, you accept it. And then you get there and you realize, oh, they cap commissions or six months in something changes drastic that they promised wouldn't happen, but it did. That happens more and more. It's happened to me in my sales career several times. I've had several companies go out of business. I've had several companies sell their products, lay off the entire sales force. I've had companies redo districts. And every single time I realized, okay, I have to insulate myself. And I have to start thinking about my future in a much different light. And if I am going to create something for my daughters that is greater than what I've been able to accomplish. So how do I do that? Well, talking with Justin, we started thinking, okay, what are are the phases? As I mentioned, well, number one is getting in. You've got to get into the sales industry. I played minor league baseball for two years and did not perform extremely well. And I was released three times in the period of about 12 months. And so I hung up my cleats. I really had lost the love of the game. It had turned too much into a business for me. And I had just lost that spark. i had lost that joy that I had as a young boy. And growing up, I just loved baseball. I couldn't get enough baseball. I couldn't get enough sports, but specifically baseball. And it was very disappointing and it was crushing. It was soul crushing. What am I going to do now? 24 years old and I'm two years behind at the time. I thought I was two years behind all of my friends to find jobs. And I'd been working as a bartender in the off seasons. And so I went back to the bar life and thought, well, maybe I can manage a bar. I helped run my friend's bar at the beach and drive liquor sales that they'd never seen before. And I thought, maybe this could be my life. Maybe I could be a restaurant manager. It's outdoors. It's fun. It's interacting with people. But then I just realized I didn't want to do that. And so I looked around to the sales world. And so I didn't know what to do. Now I'm old enough to where I hope nobody laughs, but I actually applied to jobs through the Charlotte Observer, the want ads, because this was 2000 and what, three? Yeah, it was 2000, the fall of 2003. I applied to ads and the ads were things like sports marketing. Oh yeah. I'm in sports. I love marketing. Yeah. Let's do that. And I show up and what the sports marketing role turned into be was 
telemarketing, knives, starting at seven in the morning and going until seven o'clock at night on the phone every day. <laughs> and so I said, no, I, I don't want to be cooped up. I loved being an athlete, especially baseball, being out in the field. I love being out. And I was like, no, I want outside sales. And all right. So I went to another one and it was sports marketing. I was talking about our clients and this and that it was door-to-door sales. Now I'm not knocking anybody who does telemarketing or door-to-door sales. It's just not what I wanted to do. There is no sales degree for college. So a lot of people fall backwards into sales, but it's not what I wanted to do. I wanted a company that had great training. And so I got that. Now it took a while before I got that position, but I got it. And so at the time I thought to myself, it was really hard to know how to navigate this. Now, of course, this was pre what the internet is today, where you can just simply Google how to find a sales job or how to get into sales, how to get into that sales, how to get into this sales. And there's a lot of opinions out there. We're going to try to help. The first part is getting in. So we can help people who want to get into the sales industry. And we're going to give the best advice. And the advice is going to be from the lens of if I was back in that position and if Justin was back in that position. So a lot of what you're going to hear me talk about on this podcast is going to be Justin's ideas as well, melding with mine. So if we were starting over, what would we do? I can tell you, we would do a lot of things differently. So we're going to go through that step-by-step what we would do. And we're going to go further than just platitudes because there's things like, oh, figure out what industry you want to be in and, and do this and do that. No, 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 no. We're going to start talking about all the different types of industries that are out there. And we're going to recommend specific things. But not only that, while we're in the course of interviewing all the guests that we have lined up, the episodes that we're about to shoot, and I'll let you know, we've already shot some episodes. And the first time that we're going to launch, we're going to launch five episodes. And we've, we've already got them in the bank. And so the first night you can consume all five and let me know how I did. So we're going to discuss what it's like to try to get into a sales role and what you should be thinking about when you start your sales position, not high-fiving everybody and then partying on the weekends. Okay, great. You got in. What is your next step? Your next step is to dominate. Surviving Outside Sales Podcast is brought to you by Rhythm AI. If you are in outside sales, check out rhythmai.com. That's R I T H M A I.com. The sales enablement tool that will help outside sales teams build their best sales days every day. Rhythm, prospecting, targeting, and routing simplified. Everything an outside sales team needs, nothing it doesn't. Try for $1 for the first month today. That's rhythmai.com. Now back to the show. Now it takes time. And that's the one thing that I would tell my 24-year-old self all over again. Pump the brakes. Don't be impatient. It takes time. I was very high strung and I was uber competitive to the point of where some, I mean, I, I probably was super annoying to be around. I was so competitive. Every second mattered. And if things weren't done at a certain pace that I felt I could do them at, I just went, <laughs> I was livid. The company I was with, I was a manager of two stores and a lot of employees. And we did well and I got people promoted, but I don't necessarily think I, tra- I treated them well. 
So if I managed you and you're listening to this right now, I apologize. (laughs) I've been humbled and I've grown over the years, but just know it was not coming from some egotistical space. It was coming from a space where I just wanted to be the best. I still want to be the best. I still compete. I just have to pull it back a little bit because you do need to build networks and you need to build bridges, not start wars. But that was my mentality in sports was start a war. I wasn't going to be friends with you. You're my competition. You're my enemy. But that's not the case in the sales world. You need to build allies. So there's your first lesson. When you're networking, build bridges. Even if that person is your competition today, build a bridge. You can always learn something by talking to them. They're your competition today. They may not be your competition in a year from now. They may be somebody you want to partner with. And I've got several stories of how that came to fruition and how the fact that I was competing with somebody at the time, and later they became a huge asset and an ally to me. And it benefited me much more than competing against them did. So we'll talk about that. Next, after you get in, we talk about the dominating. Now, the dominating is going to be while you're in it, how do you do the best that you can do? How do you dominate your field? Well, I'm going to bring on some of the best of the best and help you do that. What I'm also going to do is share my experiences with you about building the systems so that you're not just working in your business, you're working on your business. Because I was that worker bee that I was grinding and I was burning myself out. In the weekends, I was exhausted because I burned myself out. I wasn't working smart. I was working really hard, but I wasn't working smart. And dominating is not just being the hardest worker. There's a lot of people that work really hard. I'll share some stories of people that worked harder than me and did not achieve some of the levels that myself and other people did. So we'll talk about that. And then the last phase is getting out. Okay, that's the most exciting part. That's the part that I'm living in right now. So when you talk about getting out, what does that mean? It means a lot of different things. It means starting your own business. It means doing what you want to do. So as we speak right now, I am involved with five different companies. So I'm consulting with several different companies. I've partnered with a few of the companies and I built one of the companies as one of three co-founders. I built a sales technology company from the ground up from the idea to the iterations, to the beta programs, to we brought it to market. And I absolutely love what I'm doing right now. And I wish this for everyone who wants to do this. Now, it might not be for everybody. Some people just want to wake up in the morning and be told what to do, especially in the sales world. I've heard it a bunch of times. Well, if they just tell me what to do and where to go, I'd be great. Well, great. We We have a platform for that. It's called Rhythm. They're the sponsor of this uh, podcast. So you're going to get to know rhythm. You're going to get to know surviving outside sales and my partners very well. And the getting out part, we want to show that there is, there's a life after corporate sales. And what I mean by corporate is just being told what to do, even though it doesn't necessarily make sense and getting through a quarter and they change the comp plan on you because you made quote unquote too much money. But yet if you're the salesperson, if you made too much money, that means the company made even more money than they should have. I'll share stories like that, that happened to me in my career. 
where commission commission plans changed after the numbers came in. And we apologize, Mike, you just did too well. We're going to have to, we had to change some things. Really? <laughs> Do you understand the mentality of, of salespeople? You know, we have a goal, we achieve it, we blow past it. And all of a sudden now I'm going to be penalized. Okay. We'll share stories like that. It'll be a little cathartic. Hopefully you're nodding your head while you're listening to this because this happened to you. Just know there's light at the end of the tunnel. Okay. I've been in some dark spots and I've had some come to Jesus moments with myself in my career and really kind of thought to myself, what am I doing? And I just stayed the course. I was very persistent and I had a goal and I had a dream in mind and I still have a goal and I still have a dream in mind, but there's a lot of different avenues that you can go. The getting out part, you first have to get into sales and then you have to dominate sales. You have to build up the requisite skills in order to be successful on your own as an entrepreneur. If you don't, you're not going to be as successful as you could be. So there's a process. You're getting into sales, you're learning, you're networking, you're doing the 10,000 hours, as Malcolm Gladwell said. You're building the metal, you're sharpening your skills. So when you're out on your own, it's that much easier. And we'll navigate and we'll, we'll share stories of people who have done that. CEOs, inventors, uh, franchise owners. There's a lot of ways that you can run your own business. You can be your own boss. You can live your own dreams. So we want to be that for you in the surviving outside sales community. We want to teach you how to do the best you can, guide you along the way. But we're also going to learn from this. The more people that I'm going to interact with in this podcast, the more I'm going to learn. And I love that. I love to learn. I love to learn about industries. I love to learn about things that I didn't know before because my experiences in the outside sales world is just a small sliver of what's out there. And so you're never going to hear me talk about absolute truths about this is the only way to sell. And this is the only thing you can do. And the only thing, no, there's no absolutes. Okay. Now, when it comes to building a process, I do believe that there are best practices. So from time to time, I might say you have to do this, but just note that that's about 95% of the time. There's always an exception to the rule, but when it comes to system and processes, yeah, there's a way. And, but when it comes to an opener or a rebuttal or a process of email sequences, no, there's no silver bullet. There's no silver bullet in sales. And if you're, if you want to get into sales and you just want to be the kind of salesperson that sells a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves, well, great. You made one sale. You're never going to make another sale to that person again. And I've said this before, and I will say it over and over and over again. Sales is a repeat customer game. It is an advocacy game. In fact, my partner, Justin, and I will be discussing this, but we, we have come together. He had an advocate method, which we have coined the sales advocacy method. And it is basically a pathway to having people sell for you. Because if you can have people sell for you, you're going to amplify and the multitude of opportunities to sell. Because if I'm just talking to one person, that could be one sale. But if I've built 20 advocates around me, I now have 20 ideas of what I'm selling out there simultaneously, networking for me, referring for me. So we're going to talk about that as well, but you're not going to hear anything about 
you know, arrogance and, and anything like that from any, any of the people that I bring on either. So nobody's going to, I'm going to brag on them, but they're not going to brag on themselves because those are the type of people there are super humble, successful. And I've always believed the super humble don't have to brag for themselves, their accomplishments brag for them. So it's going to be a lot of fun and it's, I want it to be interactive. So Everybody says this on their podcast and everybody says this on their YouTube channels, but please subscribe. I'd love to share the stories of the people that I'm going to bring on and send me emails. My information is going to be public. It's going to be in the show notes. It's going to be um, on YouTube. It's going to be on all the different platforms for the podcast. Send me an email. If you, if you have anybody, you can follow me on LinkedIn. Recommend people that I should be talking to. Should I be talking to you? Do you have something you can share and add to the surviving outside sales community? Fantastic. I'd love to hear from you. So that's the, that's the surviving outside sales community in a nutshell. I want it to grow and I want it to become a resource to give hope to salespeople. And a lot of salespeople, in, in my experience, their careers don't take off and they usually leave the industry. And that's a shame. I would love people who really want to get into the sales industry and they just don't, they're just stuck. They don't know how. They go to YouTube videos and they see the likes of Grant Cardone, et cetera. And they think, well, I can't do that. Well, not a lot of people can do that. Stop comparing to where Grant Cardone is in 2021 to where you are today. Find somebody who's just a little bit more experienced than you that is sharing their experiences and follow them. Ask them to be a mentor, things like that. That's what we're going to share on this on this podcast. We're going to have some fun. We're going to, I'm going to try to also invite guests. They're going to bring you stories that you're not hearing on other podcasts. Okay. Hopefully it's, it's severely entertaining and I haven't talked you to death. I can do that sometimes, but I thank you for listening. And if you like this episode, hit the like button, send us some comments and connect with us on all different platforms, but very excited that you've decided to Take the time because it's a small sliver of your life that you are dedicating to listening to my podcast, to joining the Surviving Outside Sales group and going along on this journey. So I really do appreciate that. So thank you very much. And I look forward to catching you soon. Thanks.